When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know the freakout's on. People on the left. Supreme Court. Killing children. I mean, women's right to choose. Women's health care. <laughs> Roe v. Wade. Rah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, I'm just going to get to this clip. This was Joy Reid, MSNBC, with Ellie Mistal. Oh, Ooh. that's uh, Curtis Houck at uh, Newsbusters calls him... Uh, mad scientist, Fat Albert. <laughs> There's no way you could come up with a better descriptor. That's that, brilliant. That's a very <laughs> good description. Mad scientist, Fat Albert. Yes. Is the crazy hair? Well, they were talking about, as far as people on the Supreme Court, you know, and they're going through the hearings with the Senate, and it, they all lied about abortion. They, they just lie. And so Joy Reid says that they, they just lied all this time. I mean, those were lies, right, Ellie? And stare decisis isn't real, right? Yes, they're lying. They've always been lying. And frankly, if you're the idiot who believed their lies all the way through, then you're too stupid to be a United States senator. Ellie's very angry yeah. that you can't just kill children at will, the possibility mm-hmm. of that. And he yeah. said, what did you think was going to happen? The money line I'm waiting for to the end. Okay. That's the best one I'm saving for last. But it, he's ramping himself up here. What did you think was going to happen when 52% of white women and 62% of white men voted, couldn't vote for the email lady and instead voted for Donald Trump? What did you think was going to happen when Mitch McConnell stole the Supreme Court seat? What did you think was going to happen when these people had a COVID party on top of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's grave? <laughs> what? I don't know, man. Oh, dude. Had a He's COVID party yeah, on top of one. Ruth Bader Ginsburg's <laughs> grave? Yes. What did you think they were celebrating? Did you think they were, oh, yay, federalism. Was that the party? No. They promised to do this. They are doing it. Now, what are you prepared to do? Yeah, that's the only question that matters for Democrats, okay? And so they're saying, well, as far as the decision here, there was never a constitutional right for abortion. So he's going back to the founders. The founding, because the founding fathers didn't recognize abortion as a fundamental right. And he's right about that. The founding fathers didn't recognize abortion as a fundamental right, because the founding fathers were racist, misogynist jerk faces who didn't believe that women had any rights at all. So of course they didn't believe that women had rights to their own bodies. The founding fathers didn't believe that marital rape was a thing. (laughs) See, understand Dang. where the rest of the world was at that time? Does this guy know history at all? Did he call him jerk faces? Yeah. Yes. Very, very <laughs> strong, isn't it? What planet am I on? Did I <laughs> a die planet in my where sleep? that guy can what get happened? a job. 
almighty. This is an interesting story with the job market, David. Yeah, I, I think it's actually there's a bigger story connected with this, and it has to do with a major cultural shift. Student enrollment among agriculture, construction, and transportation schools, trade schools, has increased by about 40%. Wow. That's a big number. Wow, that is a big number. That's according to new data from the National Student Clearinghouse. And, of course, the upsides to it, uh, you can get by with about a year of training. You can walk in to a whole lot of job positions and have a good-paying job without $100,000 in debt. Absolutely. Right now, they're talking about 20 jobs for every graduate out of a trade school program. <laughs> so so there's a yeah. lot of job openings because for years, and, and you know, it, it kind of started around what Generation X and then really accelerated in my generation, where the thought was... Um, or at least my experience was, like, you have to go to a four-year university. That's the only way you're going to make money. That's yes, the only the way you're going to get ahead. Is education is the key. Yeah. And what they mean by that is a four-year school. Yeah. Uh, except then you have an entire generation, actually now two and a half at this point, who have either gotten or are in the process of getting degrees that make them unhirable. They don't come out of school with any sort of skill, nothing, you know, I'm sorry, and, and I say this as somebody who has a garbage degree. I Mine was radio, television, and film, focusing on film theory. Right. Thank God the University of North Texas has its own radio station. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because without that, I don't know what I'd be doing. Robin Show, I got to tell you, this is kind of crazy. We lost, you know, basically our main line. It was like some crazy liberal group cut it. Something yeah. happened, and that was part of yesterday's By show. I'm kidding. Just that, stop hyperventilating. That's, that that's started. I don't know what happened. Okay. I, I don't just... know. I saw a lot of people wearing ski masks and uh, handmaid's <laughs> tails <laughs> outfits outside of the studio this morning. So, jeez. Well, and we wanted to start the show today, which trying to figure out this is a caper. Which state? is trying to segregate gay kids. Yeah, so so yesterday President Biden said something that's completely insane in reaction to the leaked Supreme Court draft decision indicating that the Supreme Court uh, was prepared to overturn Roe v. Wade, kicking abortion back to the states. And this is what the president said. What happens if you have a uh, state change the law saying that, that, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? What? Is that, is that legit under the way that the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex organization that's existed in American history. Yeah, the great uniter, Joe Biden. Yep. Just said 70 million people that voted for Trump. It is the most extreme we've ever seen. Yeah. You guys are worse than the KKK. Says the guy who's the head of the party that is literally going to try to force a vote next week that would guarantee abortion on demand for any reason, no need for extra doctor or medical interventions, mm. nothing, all the way up until the moment of birth. Yep. Okay. And the same job, party Uncle that Joe. says, hey, by the way, you know, your kid confused about their sexuality, the best thing you can do is mutilate their genitals. 
But this MAGA crowd is the most extreme that we've ever seen. How dare they? Wow, man. So Peter Ducey from Fox News asked the White House press secretary for a little clarification. What? And Jen Psaki is going to give that? Uh, Yes. Sort of. In her own way. Okay. Go ahead. Roll it out. What happened? Somebody take it? No, we have it right here. Is that gone too? What is he talking about? Well, I think, Peter, we've seen um, extreme laws that target uh, LGBTQ families. Okay, name one. Which one? What are you talking about? You can't be talking about Florida. Telling teachers they can't talk to kids about sexual matters and without a parent's consent? You mean that? They're kids across the country, and I think what he's saying is we don't know what they're capable of, given what they've already done to date. Which state is trying to segregate LGBTQ children in the classroom? Well, I think we've seen laws that are incredibly discriminatory. That's what the president's referring to, and the fact that uh, he doesn't know what additional steps could be taken by extreme wings of the party that would rather divide uh, rather than work on issues that the American people actually are focused on and actually impacting them. Did you see what happened in Virginia, Jen? You don't think Americans care about that? Really? Okay. Does that mean you are focused on the border and about the millions coming in illegally? Does it mean you're focused on inflation and people falling behind? No, it's none of that stuff. Don't you get the feeling in the end the game is over for a lot of these people? Oh, yeah. In a number of different ways, desperate people do desperate things, and you're seeing desperation all over the place. Like things you never thought you would see before well, this from this group. Three-quarter length of the floor shot to win the game. Anything. I mean, that anything, right? Well, I mean, it doesn't matter how if, if it's possible or not. They're going to throw it out there. He's gone back to MAGA, you've noticed, too. I of mean, course. That was very noticeable. Yeah, yeah. Now, now it's ultra MAGA, which, yeah. honestly, I think sounds awesome. Let's do it. It's like Jefferson Starship. (laughs) (laughs) From the airplane to the starship. Starship, Just starship after that. Say, man, the song Jane does kind of kick ass. (laughs) (laughs) Like Jane. It's pretty good. Um, Meanwhile, what did Pelosi say? Oh, yeah. I saw it in print, but I didn't hear it. Yeah, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi got a little insurrection-y while talking about the leaked draft decision from the Supreme Court. Uh, And... I'll tell you, man, they are actually trying to incite violence at this point. I'm, yes, they I'm are. convinced. They're trying to get That was an assault on women, lack of respect for women and their judgment. But it was a big violence not only to women, but to the Constitution of the United States. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I hate being lectured by her on the Constitution. I really do. That this was violence against women and against the constitution the founding do- or foundational document of this nation what do you think the end point is for all the people who were crying about Donald Trump and and his heated rhetoric <laughs> i mean you you're literally saying the supreme court is committing an act of violence right what do you think some nut job's going to hear and take that to mean well, of course I mean, what are they talking about? Again, it's kicking it back to the states. And people can vote for who they want to vote for, depending on their beliefs. It represents their morality and beliefs, yes. That's what you're talking this, about. to me, is a simple thing. I... But the whole thing, too, about, well, violence against women. What about all of the pro-life women? 
And would somebody stand up and ask Pelosi or ask Biden or ask Jen Psaki, hey, are you okay with women getting abortions during the third trimester? And as they try to wiggle out of answering that question, because they won't answer it. Well, I mean, I think a woman's right. And no, 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 no. Do you think it's okay for a woman to abort a child during the third trimester? Are you okay with that? Ask the freaking question. They won't answer it. And you have media covering for all of them to a large degree. Oh, yeah. But that's what it comes down to. That's why we are where we are right now. Is because they started saying, okay, we can't do this after 12 weeks. We can't do it after 15 weeks. And you've probably heard this before. That's why other countries look at us like, oh, my gosh, you you people are vile. The third trimester? Oh, my gosh. I mean, you have plenty of people that don't want to see Roe v. Wade overturned. But you get into second and third trimester talk? Oh, buddy. But it doesn't seem like anybody wants to answer the question. But we're just getting warmed up. There's going to be a phone today. Did you hear about Lester Holt? (laughs) Talking about COVID deaths and the million. Are you ready for a lecture from Lester? Lester's lecture. Straight ahead right here. Scott Robbins, okay, maybe you heard this number. It's awful. A million people dead from COVID-19 Yep, in America. Now, you know, you get into that and you start asking the question, well, how many of those really died of COVID? How many died with COVID? Well, the answer is we don't know. We don't know. Uh, but Lester Holt on NBC News last night uh, said he just got the news when he was coming on the air. Unbelievable. It's weird, though, because as that happened, they had a prepared package ready to go, as you'll hear him transition into the prepared package. Uh, Before it, we go. Yes? It's like a celebrity death. You know, they, exactly. if somebody's getting into their Got upper it. 80s, they'll have something ready to roll, uh, and they'll just fill in the last little details. Okay. Before we go, a few words about the news that broke shortly before we came on the air tonight. An NBC News count showing this country has now reached more than one million COVID deaths. Right. Today's soul-crushing milestone comes just as we begin to peek out from behind our masks, lower our guard, willing the pandemic to be over. No, that's you in New York, I think, more than anything there's a lot like, of the country's been done with it for a while man there there's there's millions and millions and millions of people who have not been peeking out from behind a mask uh since uh, about a year ago maybe more yeah, they were following the real science. Anyway, go ahead, Lester. But the slowly rising tally of the dead won't let it be and forces us to confront some tough questions, like how many of those one million deaths might have been prevented. You know what? Okay. And you think, oh. all right, where's he going with this? Yes. Why did we fund that Wuhan lab? Well, also, why did we turn a blind eye to the fact that Former governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, who oversaw the worst 
of the coronavirus pandemic, actually had the worst performance in terms of illness and death. Mm-hmm. Why do we turn a blind eye to the fact that he was cramming sick people into nursing homes? To score political points. Yeah, that's a great question. We'll see if he gets to that. We counted on the tools, the vaccines, the masks, the distancing. But we forgot about the unpredictability of free will, mistrust in science, and simple human behavior. (laughs) It's your fault. That's right. Because of your free will. You're to blame for the million deaths. Am I taking that the wrong way? No. No, I was yelling at the TV when I heard it. Wow. Same thing. Now that actually is that actually is stunning. I okay. No, I, I, I actually rewound it <laughs> to make sure I heard it correctly. I did. Did he just blame me? Did he just seriously? Did he just do that? Yeah, it was the free will. I mean, if people wanted to go out and do things. I mean, are you saying we should have acted like China right now? These people. And so, and then this is how he wrapped it up. One million dead sounds like an ending to a horrible story, not a chapter. But that's what it is. A number that shakes our consciousness, demands our attention, forces us to pause and consider who and what we have lost. Yep. Probably a conversation for later. Real quick, though. If in the beginning of this, we would have said, okay. In a country of over 330 million people. All right. If, is it worth a million, if you're going to lock down everything, cause a mental health crisis with all people, especially with younger people? People lose their jobs. Suicides are going to go up. We know the tally of this, right? Was it worth it? No. Not at all. I think that's the opinion of a lot of people. Except Lester. Goodness gracious. Um, Walgreens in the news, David. Wow, $683 million settlement? Yeah, they, they have settled now with the state of Florida for their role in the opioid epidemic in the state. Wow. <clears throat> you always wonder what's going to happen with these different lawsuits, and there's your answer on that one. Yeah. Man, oh, man. So Joe Biden admitted that abortions kill children. Jen Psaki, clean up aisle four next. Van Camp and Robbins Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Our policies have not caused the border crisis, Yeah, says the Dorcas. Yeah, Alejandro Mayorkas, <laughs> the Department of Homeland Security Secretary. You got to laugh. The guy is such an idiot. Yeah, he, he was being questioned uh, in front of a Senate committee yesterday, and uh, Senator Ron Johnson was grilling him about it, like, hey, what what are you guys doing actually to stop this? And can you at least admit that the policies, including the lifting of Title 42 coming up later this month, uh, is only making this whole thing worse? We do not believe the policies of this administration have caused um, the migration okay, jumps that actually... Yeah, that, that's, that's, you're, you're living in an alternate reality. Yes. I'm glad he said it, because mm-hmm. he is. Yep, he is. Well, I mean, then you need fired. 
Yeah, I don't know what else. Is there some sort of outreach program we're doing for low IQ people to give them jobs? Well, it's called Hope for Dopes, yes. Whatever it is, it needs to stop. You got okay? the border, you got Jankovic, you got, I mean, this guy's is a disaster. I mean, listen, dude, it's one or the other. You are absolutely the dumbest person that's ever served in that capacity. Or you're lying through your teeth. Either way, you got to go. I mean, when you have millions of people come into the country illegally, and you're the head of the Department of Homeland Security, you need to be fired. Right. This isn't hard. And when he says, yeah, we don't believe our policies have done it, I mean, dude, just, just look at the videos and interviews of people crossing over. They'll tell you. Of course, it's they have been since they started coming in. Because we were told that Biden was going to let us in. Right. We were going to get jobs. We were going to get free housing. Of course. Until you take away the incentive, I mean, more and more people are going to be coming in. It's astounding to me. Meanwhile, uh, Jen Psaki, White House press secretary, had another cleanup job. Yeah. Well, we pointed this out the other day. I mean, President Biden referred to abortion as aborting a child. He actually told the truth for once. He did. Uh, but that's definitely not phrasing most Democrats want. Oh, no. You know, it's it's clump of cells. It's women's health. Women's health, uh, reproductive rights, things like that. You don't ever say or acknowledge that you are ending a child's life. Correct. But so uh, Peter Ducey from Fox News asked the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, about this. All right. Why is the president talking about the judgment to choose to abort a child? Well, the president's view on a woman's right to make choices about her own health care is well known, well documented, well stated. He said abort a child. I understand, that... Peter, but what I'm telling you is, is what his position is. And... <laughs> if anybody's going to ask the third trimester question, it'll be Ducey. Is the president okay with a third trimester abortion? I'm waiting for that. Jen Psaki, sticking with the women's health. Wow. You know, I did see the story that women wash their hands eight times a day, men only wash them five. I don't know if you saw that. The Hmm. amount of cleanup from the White House staff, usually a female cleaning up for Joe Biden, that might explain part of that. It's one thing after another with that guy. That's why it's always somebody freaking out. You can always hear at the end, okay, we got to go. Yeah. As Joe is finishing talking to a reporter, it's unbelievable. By the way, and I know it's totally against the left's rules to say aborted child. Did anyone see what happened to Molly Hemingway from the Federalist? No. No. Looking at different stories. I haven't seen this, no. D.C., she's walking out, and there's, you know, the crazy protesters. And started yelling at pro-life people. And this one crazed woman was like, and she quoted it in uh, the tweet, that this woman was screaming, that's right, kill those effing babies. Kill those effing babies. You're like, oh, daddy, that's what you're dealing with. I mean, unhinged. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm... Fairly certain most of us thought we'd see the pink hats and, you know, the the screaming and all of that. But kill those bleeping babies? Oh, this has been amped up ten times oh, more than before. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, they're giving out the addresses of the Supreme Court justices. 
Oh, and that's another thing they're not covering is any violence. No. Throwing stuff at cops. Yeah. Vandalizing. Nowhere. Police vehicles. Oh, no. They're not going to talk about that. Uh, but apparently, I hadn't heard this, David. Thanks for bringing it to the show. Uh, Joy Behar from The View has spoken and wants a sex strike. She? <laughs> yeah. Her? Well, no. I mean, she brought it up on the show yesterday. No. That, that maybe this will be the thing oh, that my gets gosh. people to change their minds. Okay. That that she's going to do it? Yeah. No no one cares. Everybody's cool with that. Yeah. I, oh, you mean all women? I applaud uh, that. Oh. Yeah. Uh, women in the world have conducted sex strikes in history. In 2003, uh, a sex strike, a strike helped, helped to end Liberia's brutal civil war. And the woman who charged, who started it was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. In 2009, Kenyan women enforced a sex ban until political infighting ceased. Within one week, there was a stable government. Could be right in the bedroom. Just saying. A sex strike. Well, yeah, the way to do it is just to record her voice and play it on a loop. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, there's no way a dude could make it through. Not enough booze on the planet. No. Mm-mm. No. I mean, you think about <laughs> your loved one, it, you know, it, it, the prime, the, the greatest sex years of your life. Could you have performed with audio of Joy Behar talking in the background? Take out the romantic music. It's just Joy. Ah, 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 that, on and on and on. 2003, a sex strike, a strike helped, that, helped to end Liberia's brutal civil war. And the woman who, charged, who started it was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. In two- it's going to take some mental strength and toughness yeah. that very few have. We'd have a population of about 10 people. Is that <laughs> <one of> the- <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to have to start printing more rainbow flags. Yes, definitely. <laughs> wow. Oh, Mark Zuckerberg in the news, David. Yeah, I, I think this is fascinating, man. So, you know, he's got this uh, metaverse thing that they're doing, right? It's the Matrix, essentially. Right. Hey, it's, hey, have your virtual reality life. And you've, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen any of the advertisements that they've put out. It's creepy. It, it looks sad to me. Yeah, like all these people, you got like, like there's one ad where this woman has the headset on and she's doing the virtual reality world thing, and her husband is in the same room just kind of looking at her like, what are you doing? Like, this is the goal, right? The goal of a guy like Mark Zuckerbot, third or fourth worst human being on the planet, is to get us to be so insular and not pay attention to life outside of our computers that he wants us to actually live in that world. But this is good news to me. There's a new survey of more than 2,500 adults, and people are way more likely to fear the metaverse than to be excited about it. That's good. Only 7% said the idea of a metaverse uh, made them feel more excited about the future. About a third said it made them more scared. Wow. Did you hear about a new movement, especially with young people, talking like 15 to 24-year-olds, that have started just putting down the smartphone and reporting how much happier they they are when they do it? I'm not surprised. It's it's a small group gaining some traction, Hmm. reading about that the other day. Yeah, if you've ever gone for a while, like when a kid goes to camp, there are different camps where they're like, all right, don't bring your cell phone. We're not going to do that. That's not what this camp is for. And after the week, so many of those kids are like, man, I don't want to go back. 
but there's always this pull mm-hmm. to bring them back because, I mean, that's where their social lives are, basically. Snapchat, text them back and forth, whatever. But it's interesting how many times you've seen that where kids are like, yeah, it was really, I was so, so much less stressed because I knew I didn't have to return any messages or check anything or see how many likes I got, whatever. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, because I, my fear is that, you know, 50 years from now, children will be born with a cell phone in their hand. Uh, I, I think there is a, a pretty big I hope shift you're right. coming. I, I, I hope you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Did you hear this story? I mean, I would say on a lighter note, but it's not a lighter note if you're Karen or Jamie Dobson near Naples, Florida. I was watching TV last week. Heard a loud crash, thought it was a car accident. Jamie opened the side door of the garage to go outside. Realized, oh, that wasn't a car. That's a gator. Uh-oh. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. They had left the garage door open. Golly. So like a seven or eight footer had wandered in and knocked stuff over. And Jamie immediately closed the door, yelled, We've got a gator in the garage! <laughs> Karen thought he was joking. Oh, that wacky prankster Jamie. You know how he is. No. So an animal handler named Trapper Ray, what a great name. Oh, yeah. Removed the gator, relocated it. With his good hand. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) But apparently there was soda everywhere because the gator drank a bunch of Diet Coke. Wow. And here's Karen and Jamie talking about it. I opened the garage door about a quarter way, peeked my head in. And there's the alligator. And, you know, the gator starts to back up. Mouth is wide open at this point. We're getting ready for a party. We have cases of soda and everything else. Diet Coke was spewing everywhere because the gator was interested. Tore open the box, had a few cans. Yeah. Talk to some friends that live in Florida. Just fantasize about moving to Florida at times. You know. Like, well, there are a few things in play. And the gator thing, <laughs> yeah, that, that's real. It's rare. It's rare. Yeah. But it's real. Okay, um, the Dave Chappelle attack. There's an update on that. And good news for David. Mr. Van Camp, next. Camp and there's Scott Robbins. Okay, so this Supreme Court leak. Brett Baer on Fox said he had heard from a couple of sources the White House and the Supreme Court knew late last week that was coming. The leak. Yeah. Well, that's pretty interesting. I heard that yeah. too. Oh, I'm I'm sure the White House knew about it because it was really weird to see some of the higher up Democrats late last week, kind of out of nowhere, start talking about abortion? Yeah. Yes. Because it, I, I, you know, you knew this case was looming and this decision was looming, and but, you, you know, the, the final decision isn't expected until June. So, I, you know, it kind of just came out of nowhere. Not really sure why. Um, so at this point, I mean, I have no doubts. They knew ahead of time. Oh, yeah. It was almost like Jen Psaki got caught in that lie, too. With 
uh, Peter Ducey. I think that's the audience. Why did you guys say anything about the leaked draft memo uh, at the Supreme Court? How do you mean? Well, in the past, you have declined to comment on leaked materials. So why now? Yeah. Why now? Well, Peter, I think, as you would note and was reported, the Supreme Court confirmed this this document was accurate, even it was if it is not the final opinion. The president had a statement out before they confirmed that it was real. Oh! <laughs> in case you were forgetting. <laughs> so and in that pain? statement, he made clear, we don't know if this uh, is accurate. Uh, we don't know if this document is accurate or the leak is accurate. Hmm. Well, then he has no business talking about it, then, does he? So why go unless back of to the course you can question. make political hay with it? Well, and all the fundraising emails were certainly uh, ready to go. Yeah, the send button was just getting ready to be pushed. And they, by the way, if they knew about it ahead of time, couldn't they have done something to make sure it didn't happen? They wanted it to happen. Of course they did. You knew it. These guys. Well, and it's something from the party that talks about norms. What about norms? Yeah. It's okay. Dave Chappelle, the attacker, did you hear about the knife this guy had? Because it was saying, well, he had a gun and a knife. Well, it was a gun knife, right? Yeah, and then it was, well, it's not a real gun, but there was a knife. Right. Well, it's a gun knife. Pulled the trigger and the knife came out, yes. Yeah, that's a pretty wild knife. Mm-hmm. It's like a switchblade, but it's a gun. That's a weird design for a, a knife. Why do you make it look like a deadlier weapon? It's a great question. It, it really is. Other than to say, well, it's kind of cool. See, because when you pull the trigger, the, just the knife comes out. It's not really a gun. But to your point, David, if you pull that out in a fight. Yeah. I mean, there could be some big problems for you. Yeah. Yeah. Not really sure, I suppose. I mean, you could make the argument if, you know, you were in a bad way and you couldn't afford a gun or get a hold of one. Right. But you just wanted the threat of one. And then you pull it out. You just better hope the other person doesn't have a real gun. Right, exactly. Yeah. That That's not a bluff you should be willing to make. Mm, that's a tough one. You trade it up because you had the gun that had the flag that came out that said bang at the end of it. <laughs> or, oh, the, or the gun lighter. I'm going to burn you, man. So, yeah, like a bayonet, this thing. Yeah. But anyway, apparently there were metal detectors at the venue where Chappelle was at. There was only one entrance where the guy couldn't have got around them, and that's what he did, apparently. And he's a wannabe rapper, we see. Well, the whole world. What do you mean? Well, every time somebody gets arrested, they're wannabe rappers. Yeah, but it doesn't fit the stereotype. If someone's going to attack Dave Chappelle, would you picture it a wannabe rapper? Maybe. I wouldn't. Maybe he's trans. I don't know. Well, we don't know. Well, he had a song in 2020 called Dave Chappelle, but he spelled Chappelle's last name without the last E. Interesting. So the spelling's an issue. <laughs> it, it seems to be so, yes. Oh, and I mentioned good news for Van Camp. Um, who doesn't like breakfast cereal? And if you're a Star Wars fan, um, the new Star Wars Frosted Flakes, David, have a light and dark side. We said nothing about May the 4th be with you because you get yeah. sort of irritated when no, that comes up. Fine. And I stayed I, away from it all day yesterday. You know what, man? What? Watching the latest leftist freak out and how so many people who were like, resist Donald Trump, blah, 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 appropriated Star Wars themed stuff. 
Yes. I'm turning on Star Wars, man. Uh-oh. It's not, it's not that film franchise's fault, man, but so many of these dopey-ass losers. <laughs> yeah. Are, like, using this, like, I, the Force is with me, and we're going to protect the right to kill unborn babies. He's going to be great. Yeah, there were a lot of those people in Star Wars shirts, man. I, it's ruined it for me. So no Star Wars Frosted Flakes no. for you? Not even the ones with the dark side? No. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, a lot of topics out there, but you know the one that has taken over, and that is Roe v. Wade and the screeching that is going on from the left. Oh, my. Well, wondering, does this mean this decision is going to get moved up? Because it wasn't supposed to happen for a while. Like June, right? Yeah, that, yes. that's when it was expected. Some people are saying, don't put the country through this for weeks and weeks. Just try to get it out there next week. Hey, gosh, it, it, basically, if what was leaked was true, it's pretty much decided. Just get it out there. Yeah, they got the single out. The album drops in June. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two tracks come out first before the whole album? Yeah. So as we wait for that, I mean, there's all these different angles to this story, right? And one happens to be, well, how are big corporations going to react to this. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what does that have to do with anything? Well, maybe you heard the news. Amazon will pay up to $4,000 to send their employees to another state to have abortions. So the CBS Morning Show, oh, gosh. they're talking to the Bank of America CEO. This I don't is... know if he knows this question is coming or not. I don't think he does because they were talking about the recession yes. and, and the economics, and this just gets dropped in his lap. That's what it seemed like it to me. It did to me, too. This is really, really ambush journalism, too. Um, and I know, David, this is part of the fun, especially you from a news background. You haven't heard this yet, so I'd love to hear your reaction Okay. of how this rolls. There have been um, reports that major employers, including Citigroup, um, that they are going to cover travel expenses for women that want to get abortions in other states. Will uh, Bank of America be doing the same? But With all things like this, we look at what our team needs from us. So first of all, the decision has to come down, and the leak and everything that you guys have been covering is, is tragic, in a sense. But the, when the case comes down, we have a group of teammates who will sit there with our HR teammates. See, that was slick, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Which part was tragic? Exactly. The fact that it was leaked from they the Supreme gave Court. wiggle room by saying, in a sense. In a sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe he did know it was coming. It's hard to tell. I don't think so. 
Because there's a follow-up, too. Yeah. We'll get to case it. comes down. We have a group of teammates who'll sit there with our HR teammates and a broader group. They'll sit and say, what do we need to do for our team? So the positions we take on this and other matters is drill as a company has to be over what our team needs. And reaction you know, I could have a personal viewpoint of view, but that's not my. That's not what we do. We go into it and have a view of what the team wants. So give us a few weeks. You'll know, give us the case has to come out and give us a reaction. Then we'll figure out what we do. But this, you know, this is a tough issue for our team. We have 200,000 people represent all of America. Tough issue for the country. Yeah. It's a tough issue, and so we'll see. Let us let us go to work on let it play out for. Uh, okay, I answered your question. Now next, right? Right. Not so fast, CEO of Bank of America. I'm going to work for sure, but you, yeah. you said a few years ago uh, that the role of a CEO is now driving or includes driving what you think is right. right. Yeah. On this issue before the Supreme Court of uh, access to an abortion as a constitutional right, do you think it is correct that women should have that access or not? We, look, it's a settled law of the land. We believe that people should have that access. The question there is going to be there's going to be a lot of discussion about what this case says and means. Okay. Uh, now, are you? Should you be done? Is that enough? Yeah, that, the CEO. Yeah, that's enough. He's a bank guy for crying out loud. What the hell is this? But that wasn't enough. No, it wasn't. Now it's time to steer into the Second Amendment for the CEO. What? Yep. Yes, on his own. Roll it. Let's go back to when we said took a position on guns a few years ago. What happened is the team came to me and said, look, four of the nine victims in Charleston were related to teammates. Two people, two of our teammates were in Las Vegas, four people in the post nightclub. And I went down to Orlando and talked to him a couple of days after. One of them was a, a, a EMT from the military had been in you know, Afghanistan and war. He said, this is the worst thing he's ever seen. Stayed in Tria. They said we have to do something about the high impact right. Had nothing to do with Second Amendment. Nothing to do with the right, right. to hunt. Nothing. And so we took that position because our team said we're doing. We took the position about you know, that, that so-called bathroom <laughs> bill in North Carolina. Was our team wouldn't come to meetings mm-hmm. because they said they didn't feel safe. Just rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. yeah. You know what, man? I there's part of me that wants to go to bat for the guy because honestly, mm-hmm. I'd rather hear him talk about. Uh, what he thinks is coming up economically because mm-hmm. that affects way more people. It just does. Sure. Uh, but then, you know what? He, I'm glad he brought up, you know, this group taking an official stance on guns and gun rights in America because they did it to themselves. Yep. Woke Capital did this to themselves. And right now, you know, every CEO Every leader of every major company who did this just to stop the screeching because they thought, all right, this is what we're supposed to do in this in this new age. Right now, in private, I guarantee you they are praising the Lord for a guy like Ron DeSantis. Because Ron DeSantis just got to be the bad cop, right, for them mm-hmm. and gave them an out to not weigh in. Because you see what happened to Disney. They had the screeching employees, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And the CEO went back on what he initially thought, that I'll just stay out of this thing in Florida. He got in. How much money did they lose? That oh. story yesterday? Like $62 billion? billion dollars, yeah. The stock? Boom. Yeah. So just watch out for that when you have different employees. What? So you're going to have, what, a handful of women say, I, I need access to abortion today. Okay, uh, book the flight. We got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, the, the other part is that I, I don't know why Democrats are celebrating Amazon or any company talking about paying 
to have somebody go and get an elective abortion because they're actually doing this to get out of family leave obligations that Democrats say they're for, say they want to fight for. <laughs> right. It's like if you're Amazon yes. and you're like, yeah, four grand to go somewhere, if you live in a state that's about to ban abortion or limit mm-hmm. severely abortion, four grand is nothing compared no. to You'll say mine. maternity leave, compared yeah. to the insurance benefits, health care benefits that you'll have to provide later on under your employee agreement. Paying somebody else to train them in to do your job while you're gone. Right. All those things. Yeah, four grand. <laughs> Ain't nothing to those guys. Are you kidding? Okay, moving on. CNN has a poll, David. Yeah. Is uh, this just with their viewers, or they actually call the regular Americans? Because the I, viewership is pretty low. Well, yeah, well, it has to be regular Americans. They couldn't do a credible poll if they just pulled their viewers. That's what I thought. <laughs> um yeah, because five people don't aren't representative, you know, of, of America as a whole. But only twenty three percent of Americans, per this poll, rate economic conditions as even somewhat good. Right? Wow, uh, that is down. This from, is CNN. Yeah. Okay. All right. That is down from fifty four percent a year ago, or a little more than a year ago. Daddy, the last time public perception of the economy was this poor in CNN's polling was November 2011. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. How about the assault on women? Hmm? Change the conversation? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you when you look at economic pessimism, uh, uh, basically 94% of Republicans say that economic conditions are poor, 81% of independents, 54, a majority, 54% of Democrats, who are trying to put lipstick on this pig all day long, Say yeah, it's 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 pretty poor, um, and Biden sent out one of the White House economists, Jared Bernstein, yeah, to try to talk about this a little bit, and he says, "Well, look, it's nothing we've done that's caused things like inflation." Are you kidding me? And he says, "Look at Europe, which is also dealing with inflationary pressures, but not at the level that we are." And he actually acknowledges that. And here here's part of what he had to say today. Okay. Uh, on, on CNN, actually. So historically elevated. And I think the last reading over there was 7.5% year over year. That's not quite as high as ours, but it's an historic high for them as well. So we're seeing uh, inflationary pressures across the globe. Putin's price hike is very much in the mix now with there its pressure on commodity prices, particularly food and energy. But here's the thing. You also have to ask yourself, what did we get for this economic heat, for the spending and the rescue plan? Well, Evictions hardly increased at all. Actually, that's well, not true. They're uh oh. Well, you also you also were unable to evict anyone. Right. Yeah, I mean you couldn't. Yeah, and they couldn't pay rent. Shut up. Still transfer of wealth. And at this point, actually, evictions are basically are, where they were before yeah. the pandemic. And because they're making up for time when they couldn't evict. Right. Typically, yeah. when we've had unemployment go up as high as it did, it was almost 15 percent. Uh, we saw more evictions. We saw households in much worse shape. Uh, we saw child poverty usually go up. In this case, child poverty went down because of uh, measures that we took. And again, he also pumped a lot of cash into the economy, which well, of is course. one of the reasons why you have inflation right now. So everything this guy says is actually something that contributed to what we're experiencing in America right now. 
Yeah, the message from Biden and the White House that you know, you, people don't understand how great things are. Okay, never just, forget what we've accomplished together. <laughs> you know, all that stuff. They've tried and tried. It doesn't resonate. There's a phenomenal negative psychological impact. Oh, yeah, here we go. That COVID has had on the public. Yeah, that's what it is. Psyche. Yeah. And so you have an awful lot of people who are uh, notwithstanding the fact that uh, that uh, things have gotten so much better for them economically. <laughs> they just don't get it, yeah. those stupid people. Ungrateful. Man, oh, man. It's really something. Did see this. Um I suppose it's not surprising. The headline says moms are more likely to teach kids about personal finance than their dad. Explains why so many people are in debt, right? So anyway, as Dang, it goes on, ouch. what? Hot huh? take. What? Smoking. Little hot joke. Take. What are you guys? Was that a trigger warning that I was supposed to give there before? A joke? No, I David and I were just both taken aback for a second. That's all right. That was a natural reaction from us when you <laughs> blame women for all the ills of the uh, household budget. Oh. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. A lot of households, dad is always known as the cheapskate. Oh, well, okay. Always. Oh, yeah. If a kid wants something, who are they going to? Dad's going to be the spender, or is it going to be mom? Most of the time. Not all the time. Just having a little fun. Relax. Uh, that's a new poll from the National Financial Educators Council. And 31% said mom. 23% said dad. Guess what? 47% said neither. We got us a problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. What was the percentage of people that is all for teaching kids finance in high school? Like 80%? Yeah. yeah, close to. Yeah. Talk about things you can use in your life. Okay, the CDC spied on Americans. This is crazy. That story next. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I thought about David when I saw this story. They have freaked me out, too. The CDC spied on, well, millions of Americans. They purchased location data. Tens of millions of people just by their phones. Vice did the reporting on this. New York Post picked it up. Some other outlets. They published it on Tuesday. And it says the CDC bought cell phone data. This was from uh, the group SafeGraph, the controversial data broker. Um, and again, w- well, w- what can they follow as far as your cell phone, you're asking? Well, a lot of different things. They wanted to know, were you visiting churches, schools? Did you go to the pharmacy to get your vaccine? They wanted to know these things to try to track it. That's crazy. They also wanted to see what the movement was during curfews and visits between neighbors. Yeah. Had you seen this story? Yeah, David? well, I mean, I, I did wonder when they were putting out graphs during the uh, the height of the pandemic about how people were moving, you know, wh- how far from home they were going, were people traveling, et cetera. It's like, well, obviously they've 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 bought something that that allows them to track cell phone data. And I, I think it's really disturbing that they do this and they say it's non-identifiable data right it's just well in general 
But oh, come we're just on. trying to follow trends of people, not individuals. Right. It's easy to find out the individual. What, the the craziest thing though is I was actually talking with somebody about this who does uh, academic research, does studies and and things like that. And when you're involving human test subjects, there are a ton of uh, compliance hoops that you have to jump through in order to do that legally. And that includes disclosures. That includes, well, a a ton of disclosures. That includes reporting. That includes re-upping your permissions to do it over Mm -hmm. and over again. But the CDC can just kind of do it. It's like what the CDC did would never be allowed in an academic environment. No, but in the real world, they can just do it because, well, they're well, it, 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 saving lives. Right. See, we care about you. What's something like that cost you when you're going to buy it? The data? Yeah. From what I understand, you're talking about millions into billions of dollars. That's what everyone's data is worth. So much data that you have on your phone. They basically know everything about you. But somebody's got to like make the deal, right? Well, you yes. make the deal every time you just every I time agree. you just click. And then I there's agree. probably something in the contract that I agreed to. Well, yeah. Yes. Every time you click, I agree. You're like, I ain't reading that. I agree. Take my data. Do you, you remember the first time you and David had an argument on this? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, what's the worst thing for me? I get ads that I like to see. Yeah. Well, it's, it's I, I used to think that. if you like yeah. it. Right. I did say that. <laughs> You weren't that alone. True. A lot of people were saying that. I yes, remember getting messages. This, this can of worms is completely different. Yeah. I remember hearing, you know, five, six years ago, oh, come on, it's not that big of a deal. No, no, it is, actually. No. Little did I know. I would say that at least we will admit when we change our mind on something. Mm-hmm. I think all of us have been in the situation no. where I know where I've said to David, you know what, man, you were right. Got to tip the cap. You were I'm, right on that I'm one. definitely back in the band camp camp on that one. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Now okay. I'm ready to move to the tar paper shack and be his neighbor. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, we're tight, but well, let's not get crazy. All right. Um, how many times do you suppose the average American packs up and moves in their lifetime? <sighs> not like just moves, right? Not like state to state or something like that. Just uproots. That's the way they deem it. Yeah, 70%. How many times? Oh, how many times? Yes. Uh, three. I'll say ten. I was going to say closest two wins. Another one for DVC, David Van Really? Camp. The number is five. Wow. Yes. If you move more often, you get rid of more of your, I'm sorry, collectibles, not junk. Hey, dude, I've moved a lot. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. You have, I suppose. Yeah, I have. Just not actual locations, about two towns for a long, long time. Well, yeah, back and forth. Does that count? Well, some people would say uprooting. I've only moved out of state once. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Man, there, there is so much yet to get to in this show today. All right, David, we have this story we got to get to at some point. What's going on in Oregon? Okay. It's, I'm not joking. Oh, no, I know it's, you're not. Isn't it menstrual equity? Yes. yes. Menstrual equity. Yes. Got to get to that story. Like a Jethro Tull album. <laughs> Don Lemon at CNN is asking, oh, why is the Second Amendment, you can't touch that, but Roe v. Wade, you can. That needs to be explained to him. And much more coming up right here.
you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. That's the millennial David Van Camp, the sexy boomer. Scott Robbins. Who's not for menstrual equity, huh? Come on. Get with it. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> As you've called it, Jamie, it's the assault on reality. And it, and it just continues unabated. Um, in Oregon, it's been signed now, the Menstrual Dignity Act. Um, <laughs> oh, God. It, it mandates Dang. that element or public elementary, middle, and high schools offer free tampons and menstrual pads in all bathrooms, including for the boys, by the end of next year. How old are these kids again? Uh, you're talking about elementary, middle, and high school. Okay. It's happened. I mean, it Really, it's happened several times, but, I mean, this is probably the best example. Reality has exceeded Portlandia. Well, and you're not going to have yeah. a bunch of guys walking around with pads on their foreheads either. <laughs> <laughs> no, if it's a hot summer day, you can put those under your armpits, and, man, you, you this really save some shirts. See, the, I, what is the purpose of this, seriously? Well, some I mean, people like reason other than it's... woke freaking points. What are we talking about here? They covered this on Tucker last night, oh, and there was a clip, gosh. and this was a debate, and a Republican trying to figure out in the debate exactly what you said. What are we talking what about? What do we do? Here? Yeah, yeah. Do males menstruate? Well, hold on a second. That's a different question. Senator Vale. Menstruate. Or menstruate. Either way, roll it. This bill is intended for people who menstruate. Senator Tracy. Okay. Um, still not making the connection <laughs> of, of why why we put them in both restrooms. Yeah, that's all you get. Well, valid question. Yeah. Well, they you know the Oregon Department of Education has put out a uh, toolkit for educators. Excellent. Uh, it, it talks about the state's new right to menstrual dignity for transgender, intersex, non-binary, and two-spirit students. Two-spirit? Yeah, isn't that the one where you're basically like the utility infielder? You can just be whatever you bring a you lot want. of gloves to the game with you? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I never really like what... you, Scott. You're a top 40 guy and then a rock guy. You kind of like both music, so it's kind of a two-spirit guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Well, uh, okay. Instead of saying so, for example, the toolkit again, the uh, <laughs> going over menstrual equity and dignity. Uh, it is menstruating students. Instead of saying girls may begin to menstruate, like at a certain age, uh, yeah. educators should say someone with a uterus and ovaries may begin to menstruate. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yo, what if you're a dude identifying as a chick, though? You don't have the uterus, but you can menstruate. That's what I was told. No, you can't. Yeah. Well, hold on. Wait a second. I thought you could. If you're a dude that is saying you're a woman? Yes. No. Well... As a woman or any menstruating person in this country. Yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, okay. AOC knows, bro. Yeah, I'm going to take my scientific cues from that airhead. Okay. And I, I just keep going back to that clip with Dennis Prager on Bill Maher, November 2019. Oh, dude, play it. When he's saying, you know, this is what's happening right now in woke America is that you're going to have 
this type of stuff. And everyone on the panel who is way far left liberal is laughing at him like nobody's doing that, Dennis. Come on. I mean, this is, again, just as a reminder, a little more than two years ago. Correct. This was, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, two and a half years ago. Uh, this was considered laughable. To say that men can menstruate is a lie, and that is now, that is what is said. Check it out, folks. Check it out. Anyone who says a man cannot menstruate is considered transphobic. I missed this whole story. You Tell me where you're getting this. Just Google it. Can men menstruate? Who is saying this? Who is saying it? Very small percentage. Really? Then how do you allow men, biological men, to run against women in, in the races in Connecticut. Okay, They're women. Okay, but I would agree with you on that. The way you framed it is nonsense. What no, I framed what, it perfectly accurately. No, 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 you didn't. This is a far cry from saying men can menstruate. I agree. But I that's agree. not where anyone yes. went with oh, that, that but you. And now in the state of Oregon. Yeah. They're not the only ones. Menstruating equity. Yeah. There's, so there's, I think Illinois has menstrual equity fantastic mm-hmm. yeah again it is it's the assault on reality unbelievable okay menstrual equity what 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 is going on i know they lost their minds let's go to cnn don lemon lemon you always have to do that man i, I appreciate it too one of the worst u2 songs ever i do i don't agree i do agree with that yes not very good oh don lemon you know, had Max Boot on. Ugh. Okay, I don't care about Max Boot. He's just a gadfly talking head jack wagon. Well, it was once, you know, considered conservative, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and another broken person. Did Trump yeah. break him, too? Yes, Trump broke yes. him in a big way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. So, Lemon is saying, hey, man, this Roe v. Wade thing. These conservatives... You can't touch the Second Amendment. Can't touch that, but Roe v. Wade, you can. What's up with that, Max Boot? Well, that's a good question, Donna. I think you're moving into a situation where the current... What? Not a good question. It's not a good question. It's a really (laughs) stupid question, actually. You notice that you say the Second Amendment. Right. 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 Referring to an actual amendment there. Correct. Referring to something that is part of the framework of our country and our Mm -hmm. laws. But you call it, or th- then you, when you're talking about abortion, you bring up a case, which is not, absolutely not the same a, as a constitutionally protected right. You're not talking about the Second Amendment and Supreme Court precedent are two different things. The free speech, right to bear arms, I want menstrual equity, and kill babies. Yeah. Point to the amendment that says, yes, abortion on demand anytime, anywhere. Max Boot goes on. Very conservative majority on the court is going to tell states that they can essentially outlaw abortion, but they cannot do anything about people packing guns in the streets. I mean, yes, a- they can. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> See, I love playing stuff you haven't heard yet. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, how, how ignorant do you have to be? I mean, if you're in the state of California, I was just talking with a buddy of mine, lives in California. Uh, finally got approved to uh, own a firearm. He mm-hmm. ordered a Glock, a Glock 19, one of the most or the most popular gun in America. Yep. 
The state of California, it had to be imported from out of state. The state of California ultimately rejected it because it was the USA model, not the Austria model. There is no difference between those two handguns, except one was assembled in the United States and one was assembled in Austria. Why is that? Because they want to limit the number of guns coming oh into the state. Gosh. That's that's just it. The Roe v. Wade versus Second Amendment thing is so flawed on its face because right now, under the Second Amendment, states can still regulate gun ownership and do. do in different ways. Yes. Well, anyway, here's a former conservative Max Boot. Bizarre situation that really doesn't make a lot of logical sense. It can only really, I think, be understood in terms of conservative ideology, which really seems to be what the conservative majority is, is legislating on it. Okay. You want more? Because there's probably another clip that I should let roll here with this conversation. And it's not uh, It's not really the law. What they're trying to do is to exactly what they've accused liberals of doing for 50 years, which is to impose their political preferences from the bench at a time when, as Ron points out, they are largely losing the popular fight in the country at large. And then I'm like, what on, planet's that dude on? No, no. On which on which front? Because on the abortion front, people are way more moderate than what cable news and national media in general would have you believe. And on guns, I don't know if you've been paying attention in the last couple of years. We've had like back-to-back record gun sales in this country. Record yep. new gun owners, first-time gun owners. Yes. People are warming up to that old Second Amendment right now. They are. You know what else they don't like? Open borders. In April, we just set another record for people coming through the southern border illegally. But in Max Boots' world, conservatives are just losing it. That the trends of the country are moving away from this very conservative worldview, mm-hmm. which is held primarily now by people in, in rural areas and smaller states. Listen. Here we here we get to yeah. the deplorables part. Yep. You ready? In rural areas and smaller states, but those rural areas and smaller states essentially have a hammer lock on the Senate, on the Electoral College, and therefore on the Supreme Court, which is increasingly Ooh. unrepresentative of the country at large. And okay, that's enough. I don't know. All, this is all I hear, okay, because I wasn't familiar with this guy when he would have been popular. That sounds like a guy trying to keep a job. Okay, and talking to the only people yeah. that watch CNN, which are, you know, wealthy liberals in big cities. That's it. Either that you have to say something so outlandishly stupid that conservative shows will play it just to keep your name floating. But where does that win you anything? Oh, it wins you points with the, with the shriekers. My goodness. Hey, somebody got fired. You know, sometimes like, what Not do you got to do? Not in the White House. No, no, it was a teacher. No, yeah, it was a teacher. I don't. I don't know if we have time to set this up properly. Okay. How about we it. get to that in a second? There's one thing I think we could do real quick, and that's just mention this to Robbins because this news came out. If you ever do admit you're wrong in a Facebook fight, other people will respect you more. Well, they don't respect me then. <laughs> well, the problem is you're never wrong on Facebook. Well, I'm not so wrong. I'm so. not wrong. They come at me. Okay. I go back at them, and that's the end of that. You know, if you want to fight, let's fight. But, I mean, David you doesn't know. do that. I don't. We just don't engage that way. No, I know. On Facebook. But you certainly do. Sometimes. It depends. But if they trip my right trigger, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that is a conundrum. When you're always right, why would you ever admit you're wrong? Oh, well. 
That's what's always worked in my relationship. That's why they've, <laughs> they've gone so well. Teacher gets fired. Gets that much more coming up. Van Camp and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so a teacher got fired. Yeah. What'd that teacher do? Well, just remember, when it comes to the anti-grooming bill in Florida, there's no reason for it, right? That's what liberals are telling you. There's nothing. No one's teaching anything. No one's grooming anything. In fact, we're going to call it the don't say gay bill. Middle school art teacher in Florida is running to the media to complain that she got fired for talking about her sex life with students. Well, good. This Bye. is uh, Kate Coral. Casey Scott was a first-year teacher at a middle school. Uh, she claims that students started talking about their sexuality first. So instead of being the adult in the room and saying, hey, come on, let's get back to doing art stuff, because that's what we're here for, she right. joined in. And then, had, and then had them draw flags representing their sexual identity. And parents and students complained, and she got fired. Uh, here's what she told the local NBC affiliate. <laughs> Draw pictures. Okay. A lot of the kids came out to me like, oh, well, I'm non-binary. And a couple kids said, oh, well, I'm bi. One kid said they're gay. Oh, I'm pansexual. So, um, like, I like anyone despite female, male. How do you feel right now? Really ashamed, I guess, disappointed, and I was just being myself. Ugh. No. What is it, Scott? Awful, terrible people. What do you mean? No, kids didn't come out and go, I'm pansexual. <laughs> I think she said she was pansexual. She said a kid it, said it, too. The kid said they were like non-binary. Non-binary and then yeah. pansexual or whatever. Yeah, I think the distinction was a couple of kids said they were gay or bi. Non, non binary. She, she was. Yeah, pan. I'm not so sure. I think there might have been a pan there too. Oh, I mean, I mean, we don't need to get into an argument on that. No, I don't really care. It's one way or another. It's well, like I'm willing that's... to bet five dollars. It was she that was pan. If you want to bet five on I it, don't want to bet five on it. <laughs> one kid said they're gay. Oh, I'm pansexual. One pansexual. She said I'm pansexual. Okay, I misunderstood. I thought she said one pansexual. Cha-ching. I didn't bet, for the record. So when she said ashamed, ashamed of what? What did she mean by that? Uh, Not of herself. That no, no, I guess ashamed. She was called out. Other people should be ashamed. They called her out. Yeah, and she was so like apparently she put the uh, pictures that the kids drew on the door of her classroom, and a couple of other teachers came by and said, "Hey, seriously, for your own good, maybe don't, don't put that up." And she apparently made this big show of crumpling these up in front of the kids and throwing them in the trash can. Like, this woman is unbalanced, obviously. Yes. You don't, if you are a normal adult, I don't care what she does in the bedroom. I have no opinion on that. I don't care. But Not many of us do. If you're wanting to have that conversation with kids who are, what, ranging from, what is middle school, 11 to 13? Yeah. Then... 
if you're wanting to have those conversations, you're fired. You're fired. You're, you're a predator, or you're too stupid to do your job. I don't understand. Well, but well, they brought it up. Well, so what? You know, I don't understand it. It doesn't matter. I mean, the whole issue is so confusing at that age anyway. Well, yeah. You're coming into your own. I don't know anybody who's identified themselves as gender fluid when they're 11. Oh, dude. I, I just never... rumors, and yeah. there are so many forces at work trying to infiltrate these kids. It's disgusting. Unless it's admission to the cool kids club when you can be gender fluid. Here's a shocker. Politico reporting that people are worried that Joe Biden isn't up for another run for president. People yeah. are. Everyone is. No, yeah. People within the inner circle are like, uh, yeah, we're not. We're a little bit worried about this. One little anecdote in this political piece or Politico yeah. piece <clears throat> that was interesting is the reason why they use that fake White House set Yep. during his events and don't do any events really in the Oval Office anymore is right. because the Oval Office isn't uh, equipped with a permanent teleprompter. But yeah, the they... fake set is. Brooklyn is governor, and when he'd be pre-K, the pre-K. Yeah! Why would you be worried about that guy? I don't understand. Mental health workers. You're right. Yes, this is the Barkley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. <laughs> uh, they're going to be freaking out for weeks. Yes. That's not going to stop. Yes. There's other things going on. I mean, we got the economy. We got yeah. the issue at the border. There's Ukraine, which is really taking a back seat since all the freakouts started earlier this week on abortion. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it's like you can't hear anything else over the screeching. U- Ukraine is no longer the trademarked current thing. No, it really is not. Uh, David, you have a piece of audio here. Who yeah. is this? Uh, Jared Bernstein. He is a White House economist, and he was sent out on CNN uh, reacting to a new CNN poll, actually, that shows that the vast majority of Americans... Uh, do not think that this economy is working out very well for them. Well, they're ungrateful. Yeah, they're ungrateful. And and you know what? what? He says, you know, if, if the Supreme Court goes ahead and overturns Roe v. Wade, that's going to be really bad for red state economies. <laughs> Okay. When you deny access to reproductive rights in general, but abortion rights in particular to women, uh, they have uh, persistently worse economic outcomes. Uh, financially, it's like losing a job. It's like being evicted. It's like losing health insurance. It's like going to the hospital in terms of its uh, uh, impact on their finances. Uh, if you look at occupation, earnings, education, maternal health, all of those indicators are significantly damaged when we restrict access to abortion. Again, some of our... 
Do they realize that for regular people, they're a little uneasy with just the flippancy which you deliver yeah. your content? Yeah, because what, what you're actually saying is that when you can just get rid of lives, when you can just get rid of those pesky pregnancies. Yes. Well, then, I mean, then everyone can make more money. And what it reminds right. me of is, remember when the left freaked out so much when Lieutenant Governor of Texas, Dan Patrick, in 2020 was saying, hey, look, we have to save this country. We have to, you know, keep things moving for the sake of my grandchildren. And he said, basically, I would rather, you know, I don't remember how old he is, but he says, look, I was right around 70. He's like, I would rather die than yep. watch this country for my grandkids destroyed. Yes. I'll never forget when he said it. And and the left freaked out. Oh, oh. you are worshiping and blood sacrifice at the altar of oh, the yeah. economy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's what they actually said. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're talking about in this case saying if we don't allow unrestricted abortion, you're going to hurt the economy. <laughs> it's unbelievable. From the if it saves one life crowd. Right. They were still on that like a week ago, and now suddenly it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, up to nine months, whatever. That's the whole thing. Before we get to the rest of the clip, they're still operating as if there hasn't been a lot of talk about different trimesters and where people get really uncomfortable with abortion. They're still thinking in the world of clump of cells all the way up to nine months. That's not the way people think. Oh, my goodness. Highest quality research consistently finds it, and it finds that these effects are most pernicious for women of color and for younger women. So this is uh, it's a justice issue. It's a liberty issue. It's a women's rights issue. Of course, help. it's interesting because the poorest women have much more of a bigger issue with morality when it comes to abortion than rich women. They never talk about that either. But that's the truth. Health issue, first and foremost, personal decision. But it is also at its core here uh, an economic issue, uh, particularly for younger women and women of color. So is this sort of like, remember, after 9-11, you got to go out and spend the money or the terrorists have won? If you don't get that abortion, the terrorists have won. I mean, we got to pump up the economy here. Well, if you're pro-life, you're racist. Obviously, that's where he was getting. Hmm. Because it's hardest on... Wow. I mean, that, that, but everything is racist, right? So, well, oh, yes. I'm not surprised. Man. Just when you think, okay, I think I've heard it all with this with this argument, you hear something else. You're like, are you kidding me? No. I mean, lack of self-awareness? Okay. Meanwhile, you know we got shrinkflation going on. Yeah. Has yeah. Uh, the economy been swimming in the pool? <laughs> well, uh, no. It's been taking a cold bath, yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know why your mind went right there first, Scott, but the, the, you said shrinkflation. Yeah, no. That means that, you know, you buy like a bag I of chips. I know what it means. Oh, you do? I do, yeah. Oh, okay. So you don't get as many chips You're as right, you did You get about you... half a bag. Right. Mm -hmm. What would you rather have, honestly? Would you rather have a little bit of a smaller bag paying the same price, or do you want to just jack the price and, and get the same bag? I'd rather have a full bag, thank you. And pay the extra few bucks but, or whatever but, it is. Right. It just costs you. Well, if it, I mean, what's the difference? I have to buy two of them to make up one. 
There was part of me thinking, man, as fat as we are as a nation, maybe this is a good thing. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I don't really mean that, but I mean, it, okay, maybe portion size is good, but they have Ed Dworsky on the Today Show today talking about the shrinkflation. Roll it. The manufacturers can either raise the price of an item or they can give you less. So when they give you less, that's called downsizing or shrinkflation. Right. It's a sneaky way to pass on a price increase. Ed- okay, so you're like most people, that you would rather just charge me more and give me the same amount than do this. Well, is like yeah, sneaky. because it's deceptive, because I already think I'm buying the same amount, but I'm not. Okay. The packaging probably doesn't change. Are you the same, David? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm right in line. All right, that's what they're saying. Ed Dworsky, founder and editor of Consumer World, says shrinkflation has existed since the days of the five-cent candy bar. What? I've never seen it as bad as it is now. We're having product after product that are downsizing. Where are we seeing the most shrinkflation? Mm-hmm. Well, where are we not seeing it? Paper products traditionally yeah. have been one of the big categories. Well, and you, the, the trees. Green stuff. You don't know. Are they well, doing that just because it's yeah. costing more? Is that part of it? Who knows? I mean, it is crazy, dude. I, I, I bought a shirt, and it seemed a little bit too small. Couldn't less, possibly be me being fat. Right? <laughs> no, it's less material. Less material. <laughs> no, Shrinkflation is getting right. me. Right. Uh, Where you see it more often in, in, in the cases I've seen anyway are the bags of, like, chips that you buy yeah. that are, like, half full of air. Yes. And it's like, damn, man. I know. You get you that new T-shirt I saw the other day, David. That you could say I'm not fat. I, I identify as skinny. Right. I'm trans slender. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Have you seen those shirts? Yeah, yeah they're selling them. Trans slender. Trans slender. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's actually a thing. Um, okay, there's a lot of other news out there. Um, the California governor suddenly thinks. Men now cannot get pregnant. Yeah. They could before, but they can't now. Well, it's very interesting from the party of pregnant persons, ovulating people, birthing people, chest feeders. My favorite one of all time was from a few years ago. It was front hole havers. <laughs> I forgot about that. Was that. Real. What, that what, no, what did, that, what did you just yes. say? <laughs> it, they, it was some trans-inclusive nonsense of, of saying that women should should, you don't call it by any sort of anatomical, you know, uh, terminology. Yeah. You, you, it's called a front a front hole. Did you say front hole havers? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I remember the bit. Yeah. What, is, really... what is Rod Serling show? <laughs> Smoking a cigarette. Imagine if you will. Oh. The year is 2022. Women Men have been reduced to, to front holes. <laughs> anyway. I know, dude. Yeah. You, you, you know, and at the same time, you hear this. This MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history. <laughs> he, reduced, <laughs> he reduced women to front hole average. Okay. Yes. Take a seat, bro. Anyway. Sounds like some caterpillar John Deere would build. <laughs> How many hours are on that front hole? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, the FHH. Yeah. 
Department of. <laughs> yes, sir. Anyway, oh, gosh, dang. <laughs> the governor of California was talking about the Roe v. Wade and the potential for it to be overturned coming up here shortly. Uh, and Gavin Newsom wrote on Twitter, if men could get pregnant, this wouldn't be a conversation. And I'm sorry, but Apple just released a whole slew of emojis that show that men can get pregnant. Indeed they did. Yes. I remember it was Lamar Jackson, NFL quarterback, who asked the poignant question of our time, which was, and I quote, why the buddy pregnant? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Sometimes when someone is just so blunt, it says everything. It's like the kid with the emperor. No clothes. (laughs) The same sort of thing. Why the buddy pregnant? Why the buddy pregnant? The same topic. And it is. It's my favorite clip of <laughs> any sort of trans issue when it was the spa in California. The Wii Spa. And it's yes. the guy walking around with it just out naked. Flopping. Yes. In and the women's saying, in the women's hot tub, yeah. Yes. And she said the woman is, that's protesting but sexual orientation. I see a d- it lets me know he's a man. He is a man. He is not no female. Right. Right. And then they were like, what, no, no. There's no such thing as transgender. He has a <laughs> Okay. He has a penis. He has a penis that's hanging out. Right. By the way, she's not a biologist. That's, that's called uh, front hole supremacy. Right there. <laughs> I have a right to feel comfortable without a man exposing himself. Okay. No, you go somewhere else. <laughs> News update straight ahead. Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. When there's a stock slide, Robbins gets concerned. Well, it's a little disturbing right now. I mean, the first, this the biggest dump since 2020. It's a big one today. Yeah. So far. Well, there was sort of a mirage yesterday after. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Had announced the interest rate hike, and mm-hmm. so you know it looked like things were going up, and you know people have seen this stuff over and over again. Say, yeah, I don't, don't. Don't count on this too much. The pain is coming. Yeah. It's wow. off almost 3.5%. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Keeping an eye on that. Um, I'll tell you what, if you want, you can put a timer on me. I don't need to go into this too long, but this is, to me, something to pay attention to in the future. When you're talking about, you know, both political parties, really, uh, you have a group that you're, well, I'll just talk about on the Republican side. I think for a lot of conservative voters, they've been frustrated with part of the Republican Party for a long time. I agree. And I would still say Trump came in in 2015 and just obliterated it. There was a group of people for years saying, proven conservative record, Reagan, Republican, blah, 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 all the talking points and just expected to get elected and not really keeping the voters in mind. And so what you had in Ohio with J.D. Vance, dude that wrote Hillbilly Elegy, um, got sort of a national platform, decided to run for Senate in Ohio. And he had been on Tucker Carlson's show many times. I like what he has to say. 
I know that he had doubts about Trump early on. Like, I don't think so about Trump. And then ended up saying, yeah, I think he did a lot of great things. People were calling him a fraud. He wasn't real because he flipped on Trump, that sort of thing. But I liked what he had to say and wasn't that familiar with the other candidates. But I thought this was interesting. Um, yesterday, after he won Tuesday night, they have Carl Rove on Fox and Friends. And you could tell he seemed a little perturbed, and I didn't quite know at the time why, but he was talking about, well, it was a Trump endorsement, it was all this money. Yeah, absolutely. Vance owes a lot to both President Trump and to uh, Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel had given him like $11.5 million last year, but after the president endorsed him, uh, endorsed Vance on uh, April 15th, uh, Thiel put another $3.5 million in, and that was critical. And then he goes on and on about this, and he gets out of his little board like he always does, like that's not played out, and keeps talking and then you have Peter Thiel again and all this money and it says it like three times. Thiel's money buying three and a half million dollars of television ads and think about that that's in that is in you know basically two weeks worth of TV. And so not knowing I'm like I don't know what was he not happy that Mm -hmm. Vance won I don't know. So J.D. Vance is on Tucker show last night and Tucker asked him you know why do you think you know you ended up winning. I think obviously I had the support of President Trump and that helped a great deal, but yeah. I think more importantly, I actually aligned uh, with with the America First movement on the core issues, uh, right? If you think of the Republican establishment as a group of people who've gotten very rich from shipping Americans jobs overseas and sending their sons and daughters to die in stupid wars, we were pushing in the exact opposite direction. And of course, the money people didn't like that, uh, but some very important people did, namely the voters of Ohio uh, who, who, who sent us uh, to, to do battle against the Democrats in November. Okay. So when you hear that, you think, okay, you know, there's part of the Republican Party that's certainly controlled by money. And that's still in play. Like they want their people in different places. And in the end, it's to make themselves money. It's not so much caring about the voters. I think that's certainly in play. Mm hmm. And then Tucker alludes to it, and listen to what J.D. Vance has to say about Karl Rove. What's so interesting is that the rap against you was that you were a fraud. You know, J.D. Vance was skeptical of Trump. Now he's all in on Trump's agenda. But if you were a fraud, they would have sent you money. My impression was they hated you because they suspected you were sincere. They could smell the sincerity on you, and that was the threat. Yeah, I think that's exactly right, Tucker. I mean, look, if you, if you think of some of my biggest enemies in this primary, uh, you know the slimeball Carl Rove, uh, who shipped a lot of American jobs overseas, got rich in the process, and also sent uh, a lot of Americans to die in stupid conflicts. You know, Carl Rove uh, spent a lot of money. He wrote a lot of op-eds criticizing my candidacy. He was even calling my donors after Trump endorsed me encouraging them to drop my campaign. So, you know, in a lot of ways, what this revealed is that you do have some very corrupt political consultants in the Republican Party who despise their own voters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Politicians didn't used to say things like that because they were afraid, well, it might hurt me down the road or it's not the right thing to do. No, tell people exactly what's happening. Tell them who the powers that be are. I appreciate that sort of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if not, how do you ever really know? You want to have some trust in politicians. I don't know if that's ever possible, but you want it. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. Hey, today's World Password Day. Does that mean you're changing up your password, Scott? Um, no. Okay, just checking. No. I should have said password. You just have one, right? No, I have two. For everything? I have like three. For everything? Yeah, I have like three for everything, <laughs> yeah. But I don't have a lot. I mean, you Got know. It. Okay. I mean, I don't have a lot of password-protected stuff. 
So they say, you know, they say you have a different password for every single yeah, thing that I know. needs a password. I know what they say. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. You know, but the thing is, I put them in my phone. Like, I put them in my phone. Yeah. What if I lose my phone? What well, if somebody yeah. hacks your phone? Right, exactly. Uh-oh. I have them all. In your phone? No. You gave them to me. You I just don't remember. You ready for your big three stories of the day? God, I'm kidding. I was sedated. The Scott Robbins okay, right. trifecta next right here. Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I know there's a news update. David Van Camp has it, and he's annoyed to say the least. Uh, what is it? Extremely annoyed. Okay, remember when Georgia passed its new law, uh, the new election law? You're talking voter ID. You're talking actually codifying the number of drop boxes you can have during an election. Yeah. Think of this. I mean, is. <laughs> 2020. What? And now 22 going into that election. It makes it illegal. What? To bring your neighbors, your fellow voters, food or water. Shut up. While no. they wait in line to vote. You liar. What in the hell heck are we talking no, about? You're lying. No, you're lying. That was a complete lie. Yeah, complete yeah. lie. You can't electioneer like within whatever it was, 150 feet or something of a polling station. But poll workers could still bring you out water if you were that thirsty. Yeah. Anyway, I think he said it was almost, what, did he say against the Bible, or am I mixing that up? Lines that can last for hours. You've seen it with your own eyes. People get tired. They get hungry. Yeah. yeah. When the Bible teaches us to feed the hungry and give water to the thirsty. <laughs> oh, <my> gosh. <laughs> Dude, it's laughable how they pull that out. He's out there saying it makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. It's Jim yes. Crow 2.0. It's yes. going to prevent people from voting, especially black people from voting. It's racist. Major League Baseball pulled the All-Star game out of Atlanta because they're cowards and they hate you. <laughs> what do you have to say to that, Scott? Anything? No, I, I, I just they I, do. They hate you. The people who run Major League Baseball hate you specifically, Scott Robbins, because you believe in something that they've been told they cannot believe in. We're they hate you. Hurt the most by the ones we love. It's true. It's an abusive <laughs> yeah. relationship that you're in. I'm serious. It is. They have shown an utter disdain for Republicans in this country. Well, I am, I am going to hold my anger back until we are separating LGBTQ kids into separate classes <laughs> right. at school. And, because and, you know that's coming. That's what that's yeah. They keep saying that's that. another and thing. Joe Willie reminded us of racial yes. marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, update here. Uh, Georgia's early voting is underway right now for the primary election in Georgia. Mm -hmm. uh, it's day four today of that. Uh, the turnout has been a record. And it's mm -hmm. a record turnout. You had so many people showing up to vote that this morning their system actually crashed. Wow. Now they could still vote. You just had to go. There were there were backup systems in place, so people could still vote. But if it's this restrictive voting law, it's Jim Crow 2.0. You're preventing people from going out to vote. How in the hell 
do you wind up having record turnout for a primary election? Right, I'm talking in general. An off-year primary in Georgia. It's a great question. It's a great question. Are all of the people who are weeping and wailing about this on CNN, MSNBC, everywhere else, are they going to come back and correct the record here and tell people that they were freaking lying the entire time? They never do. No, of course they don't. Because, again, they, like Major League Baseball, hate you. Yeah. It's that simple. Well, Biden. It gets black brown people. <laughs> Dude, they're going to put you all back in chains. <laughs> That's one of his classics. That's the great uniter right there, Just in case you forgot. All right. You all stirred up now, Scott? Well, you ready it's for your top three lie. stories? Yes, let's go. All right, let's do More this. lies on the way. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins got three stories today and helped with his countdown from his, well, top 40 is life title. Scott. Hi, Casey. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Let me repeat that. I'm ready. Okay, good. Three. Uh, number three, Nina Jankowicz, the lady that was hired by the Department of Homeland Security to tell us what's true and what's false, yeah. is an extremely weird human being yes. who doesn't seem all that bright. No. Um, she is in a Harry Potter-themed band. They played a song about a ghost fantasizing about having sex with dead children. Yeah. This is the minister of truth that Biden has handpicked. Yes. And, uh, and by the way, we learned yesterday, too, from the Dorcas, when asked about all these videos, was this person vetted before they were given the opportunity to uh, head up the Ministry of Truth? And we learned from the Dorcas yesterday that they weren't. Yeah, videos of her singing the song. He's never just, seen any of them. Like, like crazy cat ladies are embarrassed yes. to be seen in public oh, with they this are. person. Uh, this one today comes to us from Loudoun County, Virginia. That's... Uh, where Biden's disinformation czar lives. And when you hear this, think of the dumpster fire of absolute awful that this woman has spewed on us recently. This is the this is the nonpartisan Ministry of Truth selection committee that chose her to do it, talking about CRT and disinformation. Here we go. Critical race theory has become one of those hot button issues that uh, the Republicans and, and other, you know, disinformers um, who are engaged in disinformation for profit, frankly, there are plenty of, you know, media outlets that are making money off of this, too, have, have seized on. And I live in Virginia uh, and in Loudoun County. That's one of the areas um, where people have really honed in on this topic. There you go. One of those. The nonpartisan ministry of disinformation by somebody telling us that what CRT teaches and what we're saying it teaches is disinformation. You know, and from that whole story, which, of course, that's awful. The fact that Mayorkas hires this person has no idea what they've done online. Zero. None. The director, Homeland Security. How does that ever happen? What does that guy have to do to get fired? I, it's baffling, it, it, isn't it? Yes, it is. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Okay. Two. Uh, number two, Stephanie Rule from MSNBC has weighed in on the abortion debate. I love, she goes back to one talking point that I really, really love. <laughs> yeah. and, and you have it here. Yeah, poor Stephanie. 
very concerned about the abortion ban, as she calls it. By the way, that's not happening. Uh, it will mean, she said, uh, the, the testicle owners who impregnate the ovary owners. <laughs> By golly, you're going to pay. You didn't know that, did you? Stephanie tweeted out, child support is usually one quarter of a father's income. Are the states preparing women for a possible abortion ban? Preparing men for the logical obligation they will face? Do you know what I learned about this? What's that? I was freaking 14 years old. Because <laughs> I had some friends of mine whose parents were divorced and dad was forking over the dough. <laughs> and I asked how much. You know, about a quarter of his income. That's been going on forever. This isn't new. You well, idiot. Well, the weird thing to me is that liberals trot this one out as if, what, an overwhelming number of certainly pro-life activists, but conservatives in general, wouldn't be in favor of actually stricter child support rules. Exactly. Like, that's your kid. You must take care of it. Wow. I was never as close to my father as I would have liked. <laughs> this is sort of what conservatives have been pressing for years, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Personal just, accountability. But, for accountability, yes. I feel an emptiness in my heart. Oh. Well, case. men realize that if they well, don't get the abortion, they got to pay a quarter of their salary for a kid. Oh, right. Yeah, that one does get trotted out. You idiot. Okay. The Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three stories of the day. We do it at this time. And, and finally, yes, one. Uh, Scott, you like something you saw on townhall.com. You just want to read some highlights. I do. This guy's name is Kurt Schlister. Okay. The title of the article is, We Can't Let Ourselves Be Oppressed by Weirdos, Losers, and Mutations. <laughs> now, immediately, I'm intrigued, right? Yeah. It goes on. All leftists are insufferable. But this current crop is insufferable in many diverse ways. It's not just the ones who defile or mutilate themselves to get their parents' attention. It also includes ones that don't tat up, who appear normal until they open up their kale holes. <laughs> Again, funny. Uh, think Nina Jankowitz. On the surface, she looks like any other childless, middle-aged, Chardonnay-guzzling woman who is pushing 40, but has failed thus far to earn the love of a man. But when she starts talking, yikes! And just look at the antics of that fascist disinformation girl. She sings show tunes. She's into Harry Potter. Non-threatening, sensitive, and magical boys are so dreamy. She's also eager to shove you into a train car headed to a gulag as it pulls away from the station. <laughs> That's right. The mediocre girl who played the lead in your high school's production of Hello, Dolly, which you skipped to go pound Budweiser's with your buddies like normal people, is a harbinger of tyranny. <laughs> I feel like I should help you with music. Do you want music or you're just Oh, fine? we can do it if you want. I don't know what kind of music you want. I, I really don't know either. Whatever the, you think's appropriate and fits. Piano, I, the violin. I suppose the, we the, could do that. The wedding music. Yeah, sure, why not? I'm not quite sure. Uh, you know. Uh... And that's true for the rest of this salty commie crew. Pierced beings with blue hair, fat positive behemoths in spandex, daddy issue goofs of all genders who can't do a push-up. If you're going to lose our country and our freedoms, it can't be to a galley of goblins. <laughs> you weirdos, losers, and mutations could have been cool. You could have.
have done your own thing and ignored us like we ignored you. But no, you wanted more. You wanted the big non-binaries on campus. Except you don't get to, because you suck. And we're not going to be ruled over by theater dorks <laughs> and bitter fringies. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. That's so awesome. <laughs> Thank you I am much. actually going to take this piece that this guy wrote, and I'm going to frame it and put it, because the, the language is unbelievable. And I edited this thing. The best part of it is your delivery, i got to say. Well, yeah. And well done. This part's pretty good, too, but we're done pretending. We're done being nice. We tried being cool and live and let live, and then we noticed the lack of repercussity. It's alive, and let's let's admit it, it's a bad deal. Hard pass, weirdos. <laughs> and there you have it. Oh, Scott <laughs> Robbins, trifecta. Mutations. Every day at this time, his top three stories. Nimrod's in the news, and a news update straight ahead right here. It's really been an honor for me. See you, buddy. Yep. Thank you. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so a whole lot of talk about Roe v. Wade. And I've already talked to some people like, I'm already tired of this. I think some people were tired of it by Monday afternoon. Yeah. Totally understand why. It gets a little crazy. No doubt about that. I just did see this update at Daily Wire. Catholic Vote is calling on the president to, quote, publicly condemn any effort to disrupt Catholic masses by pro-abortion rights protesters who are also attempting to dox Supreme Court justices and their families. Gosh. Uh, They said in a statement, in the wake of the shameless leak of a draft opinion of the Supreme Court, uh, pro-abortion groups are now threatening to disrupt Catholic churches and to protest outside the homes of Supreme Court justices this Sunday. I said earlier, I mean, it would be irresponsible to to bet on something. But if you had to bet, you're going to bet there's probably going to be some riots somewhere. Yeah, you said that. Because we over the weekend. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. That's what they do. They throw a tantrum. And they got to buy with it. I mean, it's worked for them. Wow, man. So I don't know if Biden's going to go out and say, hey, can't have this. Well, he should. He's not going to. Yeah. Well, no, because he, he he likes the pressure campaign. He wants the pressure campaign. Oh, you're right about that. that. That's what this whole thing is. It's not a leak. It's an operation. It's it's a that that's the purpose of this is to sway the actions of the Supreme Court. The one thing I don't think we'll know for a while. I mean, how much has this guy really lost his marbles? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, how much is he actually just doing what he's told to do, and how much of this is his own thought? I, I don't think we'll know until the books are written. Very yeah. little is his own thought. Well, the, that's the, what you think? Oh, absolutely. The I thing hear is, Biden administration, I laugh. The, the thing is, going into it now, and, and, and by it I mean his senility, um, he was already a horrible person. 
Yeah, you're I mean, right. That, that's when the, you look at the body of work, you just don't go with the image that's been portrayed. You look at the body of work. Right. Yes, you make the case for that, David. He, he is a horrible human being and has been for a long time. The guy has, a, for all the talk about Trump lying about, you know, hurricane path projections and whatnot. No, this guy made a career out of lying, out of just sort of playing to whatever audience he was in front of. Come on, man. Because it was all of it's true. That's that has been his body of work. He's a bad guy. And then you yeah, couple I would, that. I would with, let you just roll on, but we do have Nemorons. Okay. But I, I don't want to get in yeah. your way either. Couple He's that with humility and it gets worse. Yes. Yeah, I know. Okay. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Well, a modern art museum. Okay, that could mean a lot of things. This is Paris. So sometimes you don't know. Okay, they call it art. Some people are confused. Really? That's art? And other people are like, you just don't get it. Well, there was a new piece in this museum that was just a blue jacket hanging on a nail. Kind of weird. But there were postcards of Picasso paintings in the pockets that people could take out and look through. So it was like an interactive thing. Unfortunately, the 72-year-old woman didn't realize it was art, just took it. She walked off with it one day. Whole thing caught on security cameras, but nobody knew who she was. They couldn't track her down. So then they eventually did get the jacket back. But the, quote, artist's vision had been totally ruined. Why? Because the lady took the jacket to have it tailored. (laughs) It wasn't the same anymore. They came back to the museum a few days later wearing the jacket. And cops were there at the time collecting the evidence. And even though she didn't know it was art, she still stole it, so they arrested her, but then decided to let her off with a warning. The museum said, sadly, the piece wasn't insured. So thoughts and prayers there. And then this is just coming out now. A woman peed off the side of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland because they were stuck on the boats for like 30 minutes, and she couldn't hold it. So the... Online argument is, do you just pee your pants or do you squat over the side of the boat like she did? She was inspired by Amber Heard. (laughs) And that's never (laughs) on to the news.